you have to like in order to create momentum you have to have action right so if you're just like sitting at home and you're not like moving forward if you're not taking those steps out of your comfort zone like no one is going to just find you and I think that's something that you know again because it's like this dream you have this idealistic vision nobody's waiting for you no one is going about their day in this industry thinking like oh I wonder like where this mysterious person is that's the next big thing so it's like so you have to show that you're that person this is inside the RV inside the RV. You're joined by your hosts, artist manager Jacob Moore and music artist Ryan Ramirez. Yo, this is episode 57 of Inside the RV. Thank you to our insiders, our dedicated listener base, for tuning back in. Today we have another awesome guest. She is the founder of New Royalty Films, and she does such amazing work in the video and entertainment industry. I'm excited to get to know her because we've worked on a project together a little bit, but we haven't sat down and gotten to know each other. So this is going to be a great episode. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mariah Morgenstern. Hello, hello. Thank you. Yeah, that is very weird. I feel like we had a very intimate like experience because I was texting you all the time like, how's it going? How's it going? And you didn't even know me, which is so weird. (laughs) Yeah. But, but the thing is, I think that we both like really respected each other's roles and, and, you know, I know you do good work. Hopefully when you contact me, you're like, oh, Jacob does good work too. I can trust him, you know, but we kind of had that like mutual respect. And I think that things just went great. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you definitely had something that I didn't have, which was an RV. So I trusted (laughs) you like 100%. I'm like, okay, Jacob, whatever. You got this. Just, you're good. So yeah, yeah, no, it's Let's start there. How did you and I meet? Um, Okay, so we met through, I guess, a mutual friend, Mm -hmm. you could say, via Instagram, because Mm -hmm. I was producing a road trip for the artist Kilani, Mm -hmm. and they contacted me, and they were like, yeah, so we want to do this road trip, we're going to start in LA, we're going all the way up to Seattle, we need someone to drive us, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. um... Oh, yeah, of course I could find that because you always say yes. You're always like, yes, of course, I'll find somebody. And so um, I posted on Instagram because I did not know anybody who could do that. And we just got connected that way because you own an RV and we're willing to drive the team up. So, yeah, so it all worked out. And now here we are. Yes. (laughs) And so, I mean, I'm sure there is so much that led up to you having a career where Mm -hmm. you can have opportunities like that and do work with artists like that. So when did you get started? Um, I mean, with everything and what, what exactly do you do now? Yeah. So I, I moved to LA in the summer of 2018 Mm -hmm. and I knew I went to film school. I knew I wanted to be in the film industry. Mm -hmm. It was a no brainer that I had to go to LA and I was just do the film thing. Um, I didn't have any family in the industry. I didn't have like a pre-connection. I just thought, okay, if I'm there, I'll meet people something will work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in very LA fashion, uh, my brother's friend's roommate happened to be a producer. His name's Brian. And um, I emailed Brian and I was like, hey, um, I would love to be a production assistant. You know, I don't know. You don't know me, but let's do it. And if you'll have me, I'll do a great job. Da, mm-hmm. da, da. And um, he for whatever reason said okay and I worked a set with him and then mm-hmm. um, from that job he referred me to a five day commercial shoot where I was a coordinator and I didn't know what a production coordinator even did but I just <laughs> said yes and I mean when I say I didn't know LA at all I think I had been in LA for less than a month when I mm-hmm. took that job and I remember the director was like 
we want to film in a grocery store. And I was like, okay. So I called Ralph's, not knowing it was like a corporation. Uh, and I was like, yeah. hey, you know, can we film at this location? And they're like, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, got it. Okay. Um, so yeah, so from, you know, July of 2018, I was just working freelance. And then in December of 2018, I produced my first music video. So I kind of made that jump pretty fast. And then from 2019 to 2020, I was sort of, you know, doing a little bit of production mm -hmm. coordinating, production managing. And then I started full-time producing and I ran um, my friend's company for about a year. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, okay, I think I should start my own company. So yeah. So now I'm a full-time executive producer, mm -hmm. director. I still produce and uh, yeah, I started New Royalty. So Wow. Tell us about it. Tell, so, so what, I mean, was there a specific moment where you were like, oh, I got to go do my own thing or was it, did something lead up to that? Was there a big build? Uh, I wouldn't say there was a big build. So I was really fortunate. Sometimes when people do freelance, they work with the same companies over and over. Mm -hmm. I had kind of worked with everyone. Yeah. So I had worked with at least 10 different production companies and kind of saw their flow and the way that they did things. And I kind of got to the point where I felt like I had so much experience mm -hmm. and I was tired of people telling me how to do my job. And I was like, no, I just, I know what, I know what this is. I know how to do a good job. I know what, what works and what doesn't. So I'm just going to do my own thing and see what happens. Um, so I think it was just sort of the repetition of working so much and just kind of wanting to be like that authority figure mm -hmm. to like make decisions. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, so I was like, well, I guess I just have to start my own company yeah. because otherwise, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're not going to grow. You're just going to stay yeah. one level. Yeah. So. so it sounds to me like through just taking action and continuing to just say, hey, I'm going to prove myself. I'm going to bring results to the table that you kind of built up this confidence to say, well, why the hell am I not doing this on my own? Is that kind of correct? Yeah. And it really happened organically. I kind of it was sort of like a joke with my friends uh -huh. where I was like, oh, I'm going to start this company and um I'm going to start a company. And I thought it was going to happen in this like very structured way of like, okay, I'm going to save up some money and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And really my friend who's a director approached me and was like, hey, I remember you said you wanted to start a company. Mm -hmm. And at that time, again, it was really just an idea. Mm -hmm. And he said, I have this job, you know, can you run it? And I was like, yeah, of course. And I like bought production insurance, like bought a, you know, got a payroll company and all this other stuff. And I was like, yep, we can do it. Nice. And so that's how I got um, my first job. That was in July of uh, 2021. And then so from July to December, we ran 11 jobs. Wow. wow. So it was like, we got busy. Nice. And I was just in the midst of it. Like, how <laughs> do I form a company? <laughs> like, what am I doing? Wow. Um, but yeah, so it happened really, really organically. Like it just mm -hmm. started. Mm -hmm. so. What kept you fueled and fired up when you initially came to LA to keep chasing opportunities? I mean, I think one thing about LA that's so unique than other cities is when you're in LA, you're constantly surrounded by people doing what you want to be doing. Mm. And even if you're not working with them directly, you see it on billboards, like you see it in stores, like you see people doing what you want to be doing. And I think for me, you know, you spend so much time in the car, you're doing this and you're like, I want to be doing that. Like, yeah. that's what I moved here to do. And I think that was sort of a drive for me. So here's my question for that. Do you, how many of those people do you feel like, because I feel like LA is very you know, people, they, they, they seem like they're doing things, but they just kind of make it like an image type thing. Like they say they do it, but they're not really about it yeah. type thing, but they, that's like their title. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you run into a lot of that or mostly like 
people who are like the real deal and stuff like that? <laughs> or a little bit of both? Um, I would say I run into... Oh, man. <laughs> it's such a loaded question. <laughs> um, we get wrong. I, <laughs> I would say... Um, I would say that it's it is a mix. It's a little bit of both. I don't want to seem negative, but I always like to tell people like everything is not as you see as it seems. And especially when you work in production on the business side of things, mm -hmm. like you really see how much goes into developing this the, this image of people mm -hmm. that's like not real or not genuine and yeah I've definitely ran into people that like you're kind of asking yourself like how did you who how what you yeah, know yeah, yeah. and then there are people like I think you appreciate the ones that are genuine when you meet them because it's not everyone mm -hmm. and it would be false to pretend like it is mm -hmm. um and I think you know part of my job and kind of part of the, like the mission statement of new royalty is like keeping that sort of like realness mm -hmm. and not like we don't hide anything like if you want to ask us like oh was there you know beauty vfx on this artist or this or that i mean we don't like yeah. name drop but we will tell you like yeah, yeah. the things are edited you know we see, see these are the things we want to hear we we're very like real raw on this yeah. podcast so like we're, we're gonna dig you know what i'm saying <laughs> try to get the, the answers that people want to know you know what i'm saying not yeah. like a surface level you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I mean, and of course, like, we always protect all of our talent. Like, we would never, you know, drop, like, information that's confidential. But we also don't want people to think that, you know, the the talent that we work with and the talent that we support, like, they have an entire team. Mm -hmm. And the reason why it's important to remember that is because if you're at home trying to make it on your own and all this other stuff, like, you can't get discouraged. Mm -hmm. Because, like, these people that you idolize have so many more resources that you don't even think of because yeah. you're not on that side of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like it's crazy you For know sure. um and so again like i just i'm so much about like transparency because i think the more transparent you are the more people feel comfortable to go after like what they want to do mm -hmm. yeah well nice. I'm, i mean i couldn't agree more especially because we work in entertainment right it's one of those things where and ryan talks about this all the time there's kind of like this this veil where everyone's like oh my gosh like how do you become a rock star like entertainment is so oh my gosh and it's like the the smoke and mirrors but when you kind of peel it back and you come up and you start learning about like the business side and the other side of the entertainment industry you realize that it's literally just the organization of skilled people all executing towards a common goal mm -hmm. and i think that that is very um like refreshing to hear like for me when i realized like when i i interned at warner records like three years ago and i walked in and i went oh my gosh these are a bunch of people working day jobs, doing a great job, like working every single day to make this happen. It's not like smoke and mirrors and this happens. So yeah. I kind of found personally a little bit of like, I dropped my shoulders and I went, okay, this yeah. is doable. This is totally possible. And it encouraged me, like you said a while ago, to then seek out people you know, working like that. I said, okay, so there's yeah. people who kind of live by like the smoke and mirrors. Like, yeah, we're just living it. Like we're in LA, whatever. And then there's people who like really understand the organizational aspect of it. Um, and that's what I started to like chase. I was like, I want to find people who are the real deal because I want to be the real deal, mm. you know? And yeah. that's, that's a never ending process. I'm still always continuing to learn. But yeah, I think that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I just think overall, it's so important to just like not get discouraged again by all of like that stuff because, you know, people see, you know, the videos that we make or the videos that I've been a part of, not necessarily that new royalty has made, the budgets are massive, yeah. you know? And like people watch it and they have no idea mm -hmm. how much money goes into it. And again, 
if you're comparing yourself to that, yeah. you're never going to feel like you're going to make it to that mm. level. Yeah. And that's like the thing where it's like, you know, don't, don't stop. Don't, don't quit. Just know that there's like different tiers to this industry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Interesting. The, um, this may not be your niche. I'm not sure. Sure. I, I should probably ask more and learn, learn more about what you do. <laughs> no, it's but, okay. Um, how has TikTok impacted the film industry or, or what you do specifically? I, TikTok's interesting because, I mean, I think a lot of people have this very like polarizing love-hate relationship uh-huh. with it. It has impacted the industry. I mean, there are people on TikTok who it's the same situation with influencers where they get gigs or jobs just because they have, you know, tons of followers. And I know I've heard of some I haven't personally worked with any TikTok influencers, but I know people that have. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they get paid like 30 grand for two hours to like just promote something. Um, So it's really, really wild. I'll say that I think like with most things, I think you kind of had to start on TikTok like earlier. I think it's harder now to kind of become TikTok famous, mm-hmm. even though their algorithm is better than Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it has influence. I mean, there's there's some people who are like, no, I don't want anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. And there's other people who recognize mm-hmm. that that level of exposure that they can give mm-hmm. is a monetary gain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think I think purists are not so interested because they want like talent and this yeah. and that, yeah. you know, artistry. <laughs> But there's other people who are there to make a profit, you know, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. but it has affected things for sure. I mean, yeah. they're even just casting people will cast TikTokers and music videos just because they know it'll give it more exposure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I noticed that's like the game now. It's like even with dancers, like, you know, um, people will hire them based on like their followers and everything. Like that's kind of like the new game yeah. of uh, the world, which is interesting. Um, but it shouldn't be discouraging either because I feel, feel like a lot of people get discouraged by that. But you have the opportunity to build your following as well. Mm-hmm. Like you don't really have an excuse because you have the same amount of hours a day. You have the same amount of um, um, tools in your tool belt on your phone. So it's kind of like you know, it's what you make of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of sure. how I look at it. Yeah. And I think that, th- again, like it's something where you can't let it become something that consumes where you mm-hmm. consumes you where you think it's the only way, yeah. you yeah. know, like yeah. I, I have other industry friends and we were just talking about how, you know, in casting, like there's people who are series regulars on TV shows mm-hmm. and they don't even have Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, yes. they don't like, there are people who are still successful mm-hmm. that don't have social media. You just might not know them as well because you don't, they don't have social media, you, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, but then there's people like who are on euphoria where like they have to have social media yeah. because that show is mm-hmm. so geared to like the social media generation so it's just different it's knowing your market and like again if you're not a big social media person that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. you can't be successful you know absolutely absolutely and that only reaffirms the point of you know your network is your net worth yeah right um someone that that Ryan and I work with, his name is Sticks. He's Ryan's creative director and choreographer. And he's been in the industry for a long time. And he was like, dude, I, I've got friends in my network that have been working for years and they don't even post on Instagram or anything like that. But it's through word of mouth and even like in the RV industry, right? So like, I don't know if I've explained it on the podcast before, but like, yes, I do have an RV rental business. <laughs> and then I also work in the music industry. Um, I've gotten a lot of rentals by people calling me, hey, I heard that uh, so-and-so rented from you and blah, 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 and this and that. And it's like, that right there is 10 times more powerful, in my opinion, um, than any form of like paid advertising could do. Because number one, it's free. And number two, I think it's really important for people to understand the impact that like 
someone's perception of you can be. Like if someone has a great perception of you and it's like, oh, I know this person does good work. Like I don't care how many followers they have or whatever. Like I will hire someone based on them being a great person and a great person to work with. So exactly what you said, like so many people get discouraged because of, uh, you know, they don't have that many followers or whatever, but it's like, that's just one piece of the pie. Yeah. You know, that's... I I think a lot of people get hung up on like the right way to do things, you know, but I feel like there's no right way especially entertainment like there's like so many different ways you can kind of get around and like mm-hmm. and first of all you create you determine your own success of what that means you know what i mean because a lot of people um they may be happy just being a behind the scenes person yeah. um and that's you know find success in that way some people like to be in the spotlight or whatever it is so it's kind of like finding the way you want to do things and then making that work you know what i mean um but yeah. there's no like right answers to the industry in my opinion. But. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like, I think the reason why the film industry can be like so emotional and there's so much at stake or, mm-hmm. you know, however you choose to approach it is because you can't quantify your career in the film industry. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be a doctor, you know exactly like the path that yeah. you have to take. Yeah. You have to go to college, you know, you go to med school and there's all of these tiers. Mm-hmm. In the film industry, you can be like Post Malone and get famous overnight. Yeah. You know, or sorry, in the entertainment industry, rather, like you can go viral overnight, or it can take you ten years to mm-hmm. get seen. Yeah. So if you're f- too focused on like, oh, I'm going to compare myself to mm-hmm. what this person's doing, or I'm going to try to do it that way, you're not going to be focused on like your own journey and mm-hmm. what like you intuitively think you should be doing. Like mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. in my career, if like if I had listened to what everybody told me, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even be, I wouldn't even have a company. Yeah, that's, so, that's so crazy. Like, I'm the same way. Like so yeah. many people told me, don't start a company. It's going to cost you so much money. Why would you do that? You're making good money as a freelancer. Just yeah. keep doing that. It's a headache. And I was like, no, or, or whatever it was, mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. I ever tried to do, people told me no and I was like well no I'm still gonna do it you know and I think that's what defines your career one thing I realized is that no one can ever understand your your intuition besides yourself so it's tough to like surround yourself with people who kind of don't will never fully understand like and we all we all individually have that for ourselves you know yeah so it's tough sometimes to take opinions from other people when they don't know exactly like what you're feeling that like intuitive feeling of like, but I really think I could do it this way. Like I really know I can, you know? Yeah. So I think that's like a tricky part, but I think that's what makes a good team. Like people who like understand that about each other and kind of trust, you know? Yeah. And like, you just have to be okay with taking the risk. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it is. Like you literally will not get anywhere in this industry if you don't take a risk. Like you have Mm -hmm. to sacrifice something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just is what it is. Like nobody gets through this unscathed. Like you had to at some point have either a friendship or whatever, like something happened. And my opinion too is is also like (laughs) if things came quickly, like quicker than others, a lot of times in my opinion, those kind of people don't know how to handle it once they get there. Whereas the person who kind of took a little longer, they built those skills and that mindset to like, once they got there, they're able to follow up consistently and, you know, go from there. That's kind of my opinion too. Yeah. And I think like every person is different, right? So like if you make it later, like it's so, or whatever making it means to you, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I am like mentally equipped for this now. Like Mm -hmm. maybe I wouldn't have been five years ago. And that's why I think comparing yourself is so dangerous Mm -hmm. because like you don't know how you would handle X, Y, and Z. You Mm -hmm. know, it's Mm -hmm. definitely, um, yeah, it's subjective. It's like, it's so, like the entertainment industry, like the path that you take is so personalized. Mm -hmm. And so if you're comparing yourself to other people, it's just going to cause you to be like, you're you're just going to stall because Mm -hmm. there's just so, it's just too much, you know? Mm -hmm. It's way too much, yeah. 
<laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah. You could tell we're we're both the, the co-hosts right here. We have the same mannerisms. No, and yeah. it's great. It's when great. did you? So you moved to LA in 2018. Mm-hmm. Where did you move from? I've, I'm from originally from Florida, so oh, I lived in Florida okay. my whole life. Okay. Yeah, I hear people from Florida can fight. Is that true? Um, I, yeah, <laughs> I'd say it's true. I always get nervous telling people I'm from Florida. I'm gonna be honest. It's like very. It's like, oh, where are you from? I'm from Florida. Yeah. Because some people are like, oh, that's so cool. And then other people are like, oh, you like eat people's faces and like <laughs> wrestle you know, alligators. Wrestle yeah. alligators. Like, and, oh, you're from Tallahassee, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And you're like, Florida's a very long state. Like mm. there's different parts to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, did you work in film before you moved? Or I, did... I didn't. No, I just okay. went to film school. I worked in the food industry my whole life. So I was a waitress, all that stuff. Dude, that is like the most badass story right there. Like that's the quintessential, like you took the risk, you were bussing tables or whatever it was, and then you came out and you found success and you made it for yourself. And that's, I mean, I got nothing but respect for that. I think I owe a lot of it to my mom. When I was working in Orlando, I was working in, or so I went to film school in Orlando. I had graduated in 2018 and Mm -hmm. I kind of had this mindset of like, okay, I need to save more money. Like I literally had no money when I moved to LA, Mm -hmm. like negative dollars, no joke. I had a student loan that I was going to pay back Mm -hmm. with like the leftover Mm -hmm. and then I ended up keeping it because I moved to LA (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah I was planning on staying in Orlando longer and I was going to save more money and my mom literally was like no you're not she drove to my apartment in Orlando packed it up and like wow that was it. We I drove to LA with my mom and my cat in the car. You oh, drove? Yes. So How long did that take? It took like three and a half days. Oh wow. Yeah. What kind of car did you drive in? I have a Scion IM. I still have it. <laughs> so it wasn't an RV? No, it was not an <laughs> RV. I wish my car literally, like if we had gotten to a car accident, like thank God we didn't because I had like all of my stuff packed mm-hmm. and my cat and my mom. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, okay. But the wow. cat. Yes. Come on. Yes. So, like my cat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I I mean, it was really crazy because had my mom not been like, no, you're doing this. Like, this is your dream. You need to go. Wow. I would have stayed longer just naturally because, again, you have that. It's that safety net. It's that mindset mm-hmm. of like, no, I, I don't want to do anything until I feel like mm-hmm. I'm yeah. what it's supposed to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Like. So that I mean, that kind of leads into like what I wanted to ask you, too. So you're an entrepreneur, basically, because you have your own company. So what do you what are like the hardest parts um, or the hardest things for you? for an entrepreneur like in your situation and like do you kind of deal with fear on a daily basis or how how do you kind of deal with those kind of things yeah I mean I think one of the biggest things especially when you're starting a company in the entertainment industry is reputation mm-hmm. um, because the entertainment industry like people have so many opinions about it and yeah. it's really really easy for people to have one experience and then base everything off of that and people talk mm-hmm. like it's just one of those industries like people talk and so I think you know, for me, one of the biggest things about New Royalty is like the culture behind it of like, everybody's important. There's nobody on a film set that's more important than somebody else because mm-hmm. I've been there where you're, you're like working so hard and nobody appreciates you and you're like an essential part of this whole thing. Wow. And so I really, really believe like everybody's in important from like a production assistant to an executive producer like film the film industry is so collaborative like you need everyone and so I had worked on so many sets where I personally felt so underappreciated that I was like I don't want it to be that way for other people and it doesn't have to be so I think cultivating that environment is really important and then now because we're growing it's like I'm not on every set that new royalty does Mm -hmm. and so I'm not watching everything and so you're like okay I hope the people that I'm hiring are doing 
what like we set out to do, which is like making it like inclusive and safe and fun and, you know, collaborative. And I think that for me is very stressful because growth is scary. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like growth is when it's just you, like yeah. when we were just starting out, like I was doing everything. I didn't have an executive assistant. Like it was literally just me. Mm-hmm. And now we're growing, which is awesome. But I think the scariest thing again is like, okay, now that it's getting bigger, how do we make sure that it stays like what it's supposed to be? Yeah. Wow. And I think that's what makes a great leader too, is like you, you're very aware that you got to uh, cultivate the environment. And I yeah. think sometimes in my opinion, like businesses will fail because they don't think about those things. And then, you know, employees, you know, they, they get mad at each other or like some, some things go wrong, yeah. stuff like that. So it's, it's interesting that, um, you came in already with that mindset. Like that's, that, that was natural for you Yeah. where I feel like a lot of people, they have to like figure that out later. Like they have yeah. to fail and then figure out why that happened, you know? For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a very real thing. And I think, cause you know, we've, we, you all hear the stories, like everybody talks about these corporations and how like awful they are. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was working for like this bigger production company. I did a freelance job for them and the CEO, I had mentioned like, yeah, you know your company does this which is really interesting and he was like I didn't even know that why do they do that like he had no idea but because like when you do have that growth Mm -hmm. you become so far removed from Mm -hmm. things that are happening on like the you know the lower tiers and so I just never want to be that I don't Mm -hmm. want it to ever be like we're not doing like what we said we were gonna do Mm -hmm. um and that's definitely been it's stressful yeah, because yeah. you have this thing and also too because again I'm the only owner in my company and like I paid so much money out of pocket to start it like I'm the one that like put so much into mm-hmm. it and so you're like okay if this doesn't work like, <laughs> this, like gonna, yeah, yeah like yeah. this is gonna really suck um, but yeah so I think it's I mean there's just so many things yeah, yeah. well I love that you absolutely uh, have a business that has integrity. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I experienced that firsthand because we had a conversation and you called me when I was on that trip yeah. uh, with Kehlani and, and Kehlani's team. And you said, Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm here for you as much as I am for them. Yeah. And, and I, I was like, Oh, <laughs> no, but for real, I like really genuinely appreciated that. Yeah. I, I, definitely felt appreciated. Yeah. It, it perked me up. It made me feel like a valued member of the team. Um, which I think you know, as you've experienced too, that can be difficult, especially when you're working with like big people yeah. and people who have a reputation. And, you know, now it's like, oh, I kind of, here I am. And now I'm trying to build my reputation. So I just want to say publicly, everybody, <laughs> thank you. No, I appreciate that. Of course. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, we always talk about, especially creatives, like you want to fight for creatives mm-hmm, because creatives mm-hmm. are the ones that always get cut out of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And that's also something that I'm like a really big believer in. Like I've, I've had to have those really uncomfortable conversations conversations with clients being like and like like you said like people that are you know more established than I am and having to be like hey like you can't do it this way like because things are changing and Mm -hmm. and it's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. you know but like if you don't start then that's how everything just stays the same and artists unfortunately because people don't advocate for them and Mm -hmm. a lot of times too like creatives don't know the business side of things and so they don't understand like when you know, to be blunt when they're getting screwed yeah. mm-hmm. because they have no, they don't know the money conversations that are mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. And so because I've sat in on those, I'm able to at least like tell creatives or artists like, hey, this is just my opinion, but I think like this is how you should approach it because, you know, you have something they want and mm-hmm. like you can't be afraid of 
oh, well, they could just hire someone else or I'm expendable. Like that mindset is so toxic Mm -hmm. because it's like, no, you are your own individual person. Like you're special, you matter. Like what Mm -hmm. you bring to the table, like you want to find the person that's going to genuinely appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And if somebody's just going to throw you away because they think they can hire someone else, you don't want to work with them anyways. For sure. You know, so it's like, like leave it. I I think, and I 100% agree with you. I think the tricky part with that is that, you know, a lot of people, especially artists on the come up, and I was like this for a long time too, when you get into rooms with people and they kind of, you know, um, give you those those situations like that, like, you know, contracts or whatever it is, yeah. a lot of times people are in your ears saying, just take the opportunity, just take the opportunity, like, this is a once in a lifetime, like, you never know, like, this can may never happen again, and so that pressure is like, okay, I gotta do it, I gotta do it, um, where, when you're not knowing, it's like, it's gonna lead you down a, a dead end, like a, a, a bad road in yeah. that contract, so it's it's a tricky game, you know, <laughs> but but I like what you said about um, creatives and, like, the business side, I think it's so important, like, that creatives just understand the business side, even on a foundational level, just yeah. so that they don't get screwed. Yeah, you know? well, and that's the thing, too, it's like, like the, the unique thing about the film industry is it literally just takes one person. Mm. It takes one person to give you your first opportunity to give you, you know, your step in the door, whatever it is. And like, you just have to find that person. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you can't be discouraged if you get in the room with somebody and they're not that person. Mm. And the problem is, again, like that's where the emotions come into play, right? Mm. This industry, it's your dream. It's something you've thought about for yeah. a long time. It's something that you've sacrificed for. And so when you have those opportunities or people put it in front of you, it's hard to turn off that dreamscape mm-hmm. and then focus on like wait no this is still business I still need to protect myself yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. so absolutely. deciphering that it's like that's its own thing yeah. yeah and I think part of that too is is knowing your value yeah right that sure. if, if you're in a situation like that the person who initiated the transaction or the deal or whatever they saw value in you yeah it's not like this is a one-sided deal where you're not giving them I, I think it's easy for creatives and artists to think like that they're not giving tons of value with their creative work because they do it every day. They write songs every day or yeah. they, they create films every day. So it's like you can kind of be kind of ignorant to how much value you really do have, you yeah. know? And so it's like I always encourage people to understand like two people engage in a business transaction because each one has something valuable for each other. Yeah. So number one, you can use that as leverage. I mean, both, both <laughs> sure. people are going to use that as leverage. But number two, let's say you walk away. Yeah. You really don't think you're going to get an, another opportunity. Yeah. You, like what what got you that first that opportunity in the first place? Yeah, you know. Exactly. So, and and I want to connect this to something you said in the beginning, which was someone called you and was like, "Hey, I have a gig." You went, "Yep, I got it. I'll do it. I yeah. can do it." <laughs> you knew that you had something valuable. Yeah. Right. And so, what is your advice to creatives or? entrepreneurs you know trusting themselves and like understanding the value that they have i think it i think a lot of it comes like with just you have to build up your confidence and believe in yourself but do you have any advice or words on that yeah i mean i think one like you have to like in order to create momentum you have to have action right Mm -hmm. so if you're just like sitting at home and you're not like moving forward if you're not taking those steps out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. like no one is going to just find you Mm -hmm. and i think that's something that you know, again, because it's like this dream, you have this idealistic vision. Nobody's waiting for you. No one is going about their day in this industry thinking like, oh, I wonder like where this mysterious person is. Mm -hmm. That's the next big thing. So it's like, so you have to show that you're that person. That's your job is for you to be grinding, to to be working really hard. And then somebody goes, that's the guy. That's the one. Yeah. 
you know I, that's so important like the action thing that's i think that's like the main message of our podcast is like action because yeah i think nowadays especially like it's it's very promoted to just sit back and like let the universe bring it to you and manifest and i i i think that's a great thing yeah as a supplement sure i think the action is like the main thing like because there's a lot of people out here trying to do this you know so what yeah you know what i'm saying there everyone's everyone's manifesting so it's like right. how how do you separate yourself and a lot of times it's it's who's outworking the other person or like the action you know the momentum yeah and that's the thing it's like you might not like it but this is one of the most competitive industries mm-hmm. in the entire world yes. like if i were to call up somebody in kansas and say like hey you want to work on a film set even if they've never thought about it they'd be like yeah of course yeah you know and so like that's the thing it's like there is so many people who want to do this Mm -hmm. yeah or want to be in the entertainment industry or like they have this dream or this passion and yeah this idea that you can just be sitting at home and it'll just not like it'll just happen isn't true and and i think a lot of it is fueled by those stories that you hear of like oh i was in a coffee shop and this manager discovered me Mm -hmm. that's like one in like four million you know the lottery, yeah. yeah and also too like all of those stories are fabricated in some way like mm-hmm. yeah maybe that person was in the coffee shop but then the day before they were you know promoting or doing something mm-hmm. or this and that mm-hmm. like every unknown is not unknown yeah. Yeah. you know somebody that just blew up on an actor or whatever like they were auditioning they were hustling yes. you just didn't know who they were but that doesn't mean they weren't working mm-hmm. yeah um, and, and so that's the thing. It's like you're silently moving towards your mm-hmm. goal and silently because until you break in whatever definition that is for mm-hmm. you, nobody knows who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's for the sure. truth of it, you know? Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's crazy. I just think when you say like, oh, the manager discovered them at the coffee shop, like exactly what you said. I mean, that person could have been writing songs or making films or whatever it is for 10 years. Yeah. And it just so happens that they prepared themselves for an opportunity yeah. and, and and you know luck is is a big part of or I'm sorry not a big part I believe that luck is a part of everyone's journey to some degree yeah but we've said that I, th- I think we got this from Ed Milet or whoever it was but luck is where uh preparation meets opportunity mm-hmm. is that the correct quote yeah. Yeah. yeah so everyone gets lucky to some degree but it's like if you were never prepared for an opportunity that could help you in the first place yeah then you're not gonna get lucky so the preparation is and from that action is probably the biggest part. Totally. Yeah, because no one's just going to hand you and be like, okay, yeah, you're going to become a recording artist. They're going to be like, yes. all right, where's your samples? Like, yeah, what have yeah, you exactly. been doing? And it's the same thing in the film industry. It's like, if you want to be something, it's like, okay, what's your work? Mm-hmm. And then if you're like, oh, I don't have any. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well then, you know, you can't start here, but you can yeah. start here. Yeah. And that's, I think, again, you know, when people move to LA, there is that feeling of like, I'm here. Yeah. And everyone's like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so are we. <laughs> so are we, you yeah. know, like we're all here. And, um, you know, so I think it, it's, it's tough because again, it's that balancing of like reality and yeah. dreams and being realistic. Like there's so many things so you many have to factor. So many skills you gotta, you gotta yeah. develop. And I think uh, what you said too, like you mentioned like networking. I think a lot of people, and this isn't a hate, it's just being aware. So that way like people who are learning like, and I'm still learning this too. Um, people jump right into networking right away yeah. before they have like the skills and the product that to where like once they meet those people, they can show them value. Like yeah. they, don't have, they haven't built value yet to where it's like, 
the relationship, if they do get one, is kind of more of a shallow one. For you sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think like the trick is like balancing networking and like working hard behind the scenes and like putting yeah. those two together mm-hmm. to, you know. Yeah. And networking happens organically. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like it's just an organic thing. Like once your portfolio starts to build, then more people, you start to mm-hmm. meet more people and then they start to refer you out. Like it's, I've always found that when people try to force networking, it's never successful. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. And I'm a huge fan of just like, doing work, letting the results speak for themselves and enjoying the work you do. Yeah. You know, like, I think that's so huge. I I definitely was like that. Like when me and Ryan first started working together, because I was his manager for three years and we like came up together. And so like when we first started, I was like, I'm gonna go network with everybody. And then I was like, but what do I really like have to offer? And I was like, I think the greatest thing that I can do for myself and for others is to try and do the best work that I can enjoy the work that I do find opportunities to do work whether that's I mean like me and Ryan when we were coming up you know we had a friend who invited us like on a video shoot he was like hey we need a production assistant and I'm pretty sure we moved like three things but (laughs) and we just kind of stood in the corner the whole time and it was like oh this is like a music video but like this is work yeah you know let's enjoy it let's do the like if he needs that like boom stand moved from here to here three feet away I will move that better than anybody <laughs> yes you know? and that's always yeah. the mentality I've had because I think that going back to the whole reputation thing and word of mouth like I love this quote like people will forget what you say to them but they'll never forget how you make them feel sure and to me wow. that's that is just like so huge because I think we're all looking for just like a great human experience like yeah. everybody wants to enjoy life and then this whole veil with like the entertainment industry and music and the smoke and mirrors it's like no dude like it's people who do good work and they like each other and it's cool like if we didn't vibe we wouldn't vibe yeah but, like, of course we do and, yeah and you're pretty cool you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah. but that's the coolest part of it like when i talk to josh or other people like our friend joe does and candace they do great work in the video industry and everyone else in music like yeah the 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 similarity between you and everybody else that we kick it with and do work with is that like we all enjoy hanging out with each other and we're all cool yeah you know so yeah. the, the relationship is the foundation of everything for sure yeah yeah absolutely yeah definitely yeah the one thing i wanted to talk about is <laughs> my cousin she actually works in a like in the film industry too i forget exactly what she does but she was like yeah sometimes i answer phone calls at like five in the morning but like all this crazy <laughs> stuff and she's she'll like wake up and be like <clears throat> yeah hey what's going on you know mm-hmm. how big is discipline for you Oh my goodness. Well, I used to be like that. I definitely uh-huh. had a period and people that are watching this that are know me that know me are going to laugh cuz I just said I had and they're going to be like, "Uh-huh." But I really really burnt uh, myself out. And that was something where I mean, I was working 16-hour days. Yeah. 16-17 hour days producing multiple jobs at once. I mean, I would wake up at 6 a.m. every morning and I would be at my computer until like 11:30. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, but that was at a time where Again, people were like, you need to work less. You need to work less. But I saw it as if I really, really hustle right now, Mm -hmm. I know this is going to be really, really hard. It's going to be a tough like six, seven months. But if I just like commit myself to doing this, it's going to be easier on the other side. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I've never been the type of person I don't like when things move slow. Me too. And, you know, I just mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. And, like, in this industry, like, you need experience. You need the people, you know, you need the volume on your resume to, you know, show that you can do what you do. Yeah. So I was saying yes to everything because I just wanted to prove that, like, I had this extensive portfolio so I could move forward. So I really, you know, I yes, did I burn myself out? Absolutely. But would I do it again? Yes. Because it brought me to a point where when I was starting new royalty and now... 
because of all of that hard work, like I can take a step back. Like I don't wake up at 6 a.m. and sit at my computer all day. Like I've set those kind of like healthy boundaries where I'm like, okay, 8.30. I can wake up at like 8.30 and I can still get everything done and it's fine. And I'm still working hard, but you know, you do have to acknowledge like there are going to be periods in your life where yes, like you do have to be disciplined Mm -hmm. and work hours that like, people might advise against you know i feel like it it comes back to this too and we always talk about this on the podcast like everyone's different with how they move but i think at the end of the day we got to have that self-awareness of like if we if i look at myself in the mirror today am i doing everything i can to get to where i want to be yeah or am i cheating myself in certain areas and just looking at yourself honestly you know i'm saying and i think that's a lot very hard like for all of us to some degree um and it's a skill to develop but i think it revolves around that because you know a 16 hour day might not be the path for this person you know like but it was for you yeah so like it's like me personally like how can i look at myself in the mirror and be self-aware about where where i should be and like what i'm doing on a day-to-day basis you know so it's different for everyone it is and also it just depends on what you want like i moved to the i moved to la because i wanted to work in the film industry and like i didn't want to waste time i didn't want to do anything else like i didn't care about social things like i wasn't like going out i was working because i wanted to move forward in my career like to me i thought that was the most important thing there's other people you know i tend to lean more introverted there's other people who are extroverted and like they need that time away from work to Mm -hmm. like be with friends and community and this and that Mm -hmm. not that I'm like a recluse (laughs) I mean you know you came out here right you know I drove all the way here but like for me I found fulfillment in like knowing I was progressing in my career I didn't need to find fulfillment from like oh I need to go you know party or do this like I'm not in that stage right now. Like, this Mm -hmm. is my, like, hustle stage. Like, everything that I do right now is going to determine where I am in five years. And, like, that's how I think, you know? I love that. And I just can't uh, emphasize enough how much, (laughs) like, I hate to say it so bluntly, like, fuck people, no, but, like, (laughs) (laughs) sometimes I I really just adopt the mentality of, like, you have to be kind of selfish in a way yeah. and, and protect your own energy. And like you said, you're more of an introverted person. I'm, you get your energy from this way. You're going to strap down and work this way. Me and Ryan, I think we're, we're both pretty social, more like extroverted guys. And, yeah. in, you know, we're very similar to each other because like I, I grew up five minutes down the street from him. We both went to school right here. You know, sure. so we were surrounded by the same people yeah. and a commonality that we both realized when we've had like conversations about like self-development and just like speaking with each other is like, there, there definitely was a time where I lived to like please other people. Yeah. And that is so draining. Yeah. It's unbelievably draining because like as, as this extroverted person who wants to be cool with everyone, like you mm-hmm. want to meet people's expectations. Yeah. But then I had to stop and realize like, what do I want to do? Yeah. And I remember specifically this one time, like a year into me and Ryan working together, I told someone I knew they were like, we were hanging out or something. I was like, Hey, I got to go. And they were like, Oh, what are you going to do? I was like, yo, I got I got a photo shoot with Ryan. Like we're just posting things on Instagram, like just being creative, just getting yeah. after it. And they were, and they were like, or I said, Oh, I have work. And they said, what do you have to do? And I said, I have to go take pictures with Ryan. And they went, that's not work. Yeah. And I was like, 
<laughs> that that was my villain origin story right, right there. Since then, it's like hat backwards i'm a dick to everybody yeah. now like but you know what i mean that like i had to go through those bad experiences yeah. with people to realize like man maybe i do need to be a little bit selfish like to you it's not work to me it is yeah and unfortunately i had to go through that but it really helped build me into the person i am today who like chases opportunities and doesn't care what anyone thinks yeah. in my opinion that's like the toughest thing about all this is like um, yeah you know who you surround yourself with because when you're surrounding yourself by like other people who are motivated and like doing stuff you become like that Mm -hmm. and it's not like you have to find motivation you know what I'm saying yeah like I'm motivated every day because this guy's killing it and like doing what he does sure and so that pushes me and vice versa you know what I'm saying so I think that's the hardest part especially like out of high school you know what I'm saying because you kind of have all these attachments to people um and I did for a while and I think that was you know before I was like I don't want to sacrifice like not going to parties I don't want to sacrifice not doing this to get what I want yeah but once I like separated myself from those people and like isolated myself and then created like a new environment around me then it became like I actually don't even want to do those things because I want to do this like yeah you know so I think who you're surrounding yourself with is probably one of the most important things in my opinion oh for sure I mean my so my mom has this quote I don't think she made it up but um ever since I was in high school my mom always told me it's lonely at the top Mm. and she's always said it's lonely at the top like you are trying to do this thing that's great Mm -hmm. and whenever you try to go for greatness you're gonna see how the people around you change and how difficult it is Mm -hmm. and I can say like very honestly I have lost so many friends Mm -hmm. in the four years of pursuing this film industry I've had so many people yell at me and call me horrible things because I was working and I didn't have the time Mm -hmm. and they didn't understand like the sheer amount of pressure on me that I was doing to deliver deadlines to you know meet my own goals to you know all of these things and people perceive it as like oh I'm neglecting them and it's Mm -hmm. like no I just literally didn't have the brain Mm -hmm. capacity and I've had (laughs) so many of those conversations and it's like yeah I mean sometimes you have to pick and choose but I noticed too like the people who are you know are the real deal like they don't get offended if you can't if you can't spend time exactly because they understand they're like yeah oh i get it i have work to do anyways yeah so i'm gonna you do you like i'm gonna do what i gotta do too you yeah know? yeah it's definitely you don't get out without like a few fatalities for sure what's your advice or better yet that's such like an open-ended question <laughs> can okay. you give um one skill that a person who wants to work in the film industry, like there's some some kid living in Florida right now who's mm-hmm. going to come out to LA, like what's the one skill they should acquire or the trait they should develop for themselves? Um, I would say learn how to talk on the phone and learn how to send an email. And I know that sounds so like, so basic, basic, but part of the reason why I got my start so quickly mm-hmm. was because when I took that coordinating job, I knew how to call people Mm -hmm. and just be like, hi, you know, and again, probably from my years in the restaurant industry, Mm -hmm. like I knew how to talk to people. I knew how to send emails with like proper punctuation. And you'd think like, oh, everyone, like we live in this tech, like tech society. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. like, if you want to be on the business side of things, being able to communicate in a way that's like professional and clear, Mm -hmm. it's a very, very big thing. There's people who have got and fired even though they're very competent because they don't have like that email phone etiquette Mm -hmm. it's like the most foundational thing then from there you start to gain people's trust because Mm -hmm. they're like okay this person knows what they're talking about Mm -hmm. but i would say like that is so important 
That's awesome. Do you ever doubt yourself even this far into your career? Doubt myself in what way? Um, that your skills may not be good enough for the project that you have coming up or that you just can't achieve a goal that you've set for yourself. I don't doubt myself that I don't have the skills because mm-hmm. I know I have the skills. Mm-hmm. I think where doubt starts to come in is, okay, at what point is this next phase going to happen? Is it going to happen? Mm-hmm. I think for me personally, I set a lot of goals of like where I thought I was going to be at 25, where I wanted to be at 30, where I wanted to be. And so I think the scary thing is when you don't hit these goals that mm-hmm. maybe like you set or society sets, you start to think like, okay, I'm falling behind or is this not going to work out for me? Mm-hmm. And I think it is like a mental dance of being like, okay, you know, just because you're not this at this age doesn't mean like it won't happen or that you can't get to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I definitely have days where I'm like, I'm quitting. I can't keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's hard. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, it, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my entire life. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. literally so freaking hard. And then you know, then something happens and it's like you get like a gulp of air and you're like, okay, I can keep going. I was just going to say, do you feel like the darkest times or like the hardest times like doing this uh, followed up right after that? Usually like some kind of breakthrough or something good happens? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say every time because if every time I'd be like so far ahead, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's definitely dark moments where you're like, okay, any day now would be really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've found that I think when you are at like kind of your lowest point and you're like, okay, I'm just going to kind of keep going a little bit more, like it things do give, mm-hmm. right? Like you have to assume the mindset of like, there is more to the story, mm-hmm. but you have to keep going to finish the story. Yeah. Like if you stop there, then yeah, the journey's over. It's not going to go any further. Yeah, I think a lot of people, they they look at this kind of path and they think, well, what if I put in 10 years of consistent hard work and like nothing happens? Yeah. And I think that's... It sounds realistic, but it's. I think it's very unrealistic because there's just so much you're gonna learn, and so many people you're gonna meet, and so many things that are gonna come. Like after out of those ten years, something's gonna happen. Yeah, things are gonna happen. Like it's not like you're just gonna grind for ten unless you're not working smart. Like yeah, there's a level. You know what I'm saying? Or or unless you're actually lying to yourself and you're not actually putting in work. Like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. But I think if you're honest with yourself consistently and you're doing the right thing, like things will work out. Um, maybe not the way you thought they would, but they will work out in some way you know yeah and you also just have to be honest with yourself like there's this mindset of like oh you can do anything you can be anything but Mm -hmm. it's like you have to make sure that your like skills and talents like align with that yeah Mm -hmm. you know because like if they don't like it's gonna be much harder Mm -hmm. and like it's not to say that it's impossible but like if you don't know how to sing like you better get into some vocal lessons and like figure out how to do you know it's not just gonna happen like and you might have to work so much harder than someone who is like naturally born with those gifts Mm -hmm. you know so like i think everything always comes back to awareness Mm -hmm. and like you just have to be so aware you just have to be aware of like your talent and like you have to be able to objectively assess yourself which is very difficult it's so vulnerable but you have to like put yourself in that position of like okay where am i actually at if i like were to like strip everything down Mm -hmm. and then like how does that how does that compare to like where i want to be or like other people in the industry Mm -hmm. like you do have to Mm self-evaluate it's very hard but once you start getting it i feel like it gives you such a peace of mind because you're not like thinking oh like why is this not working? Like, I don't understand. I think I'm the greatest. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, but, but just at least knowing if you're honest, like it brings you that peace of mind of like, okay, 
I get it. Yeah. Like, I really understand. So what can I move, what can I do from here? You know? Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and a great supplement to that, which is totally necessary, I believe, is having a very, very good, trustworthy, knowledgeable, and honest team yeah. who can help you assess that as well. You know, and I th- I'm like, I'm so huge on mentorship. Like yeah. I look at everyone that I build a relationship with, like I look at them as a mentor in some way. I'm like, Mariah can give me, she, she has to be able to give me some sort of mentorship. <laughs> sure. Ryan has to be able to give me some, so you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I'm always trying to surround myself with people that I can take mentorship from and hopefully they feel the same about me. Yeah. And I think I've made like the biggest strides in my career or my own, you know, self-development or growth by asking people, hey, who asking people who I trust and who are knowledgeable because yeah. it's one thing for your friend who knows nothing about entertainment to be like, yeah, dude, just go on American Idol or something like, sure. you know, go do that. You know what yeah. I mean? But when you really have a great team, I, and when I say great, I mean, it implies all that they're knowledgeable, they're trustworthy. Um, I think that will absolutely help you make strides forward because yeah. there, there's no such thing as a solo artist or a lone wolf right like everyone has a team to support them and so if you can surround yourself with the right team members like sticks we we spoke about him a while ago man that guy's told us some stuff that's like the harsh truth mm-hmm. yeah. but you know he's experienced he's knowledgeable he's our good friend and we trust him and you know he helped us develop a lot so that's like a huge thing that i try to tell people like hey try to get the best teammates you can, even if it's one person like me and Ryan relied on each other for years, you know, yeah. but we helped each other develop. And now thankfully I have other mentors and great friends that, that help me as well. And I think a great team member is someone who can be brutally honest with someone, but in a genuine way and not yeah. like being a dick about it, but like, for just sure. like, but just able to like say, you know what, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I want to see you grow. You're lacking in this and I'm, I'm lacking in this. So I'm aware of that, but also like, let's build each other up. Like, we, yeah. we need to fix these things instead of, like, sugarcoating. And yeah. I think that's so important, like, in this industry. Yeah, yeah. I think it's also, like, in also in turn, like, while it's really good to be self-aware and mm-hmm. I think it's essential, it's also good to, like, treat yourself in a way where you take compliments and yeah. you don't mm-hmm. just, like, like, I think, like, you always want to stay humble, right? Of mm-hmm. course, you know, we get that. But, like, I think sometimes it can be really difficult to actually like take compliments from people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that you have to like just accept and you know, you can't let it puff yourself up, but like learning how to take compliments yeah. is something that's like really essential too. Like I've mm-hmm. had a, I've, I've had, you know, several people be like, Oh Mariah, like your company's going to be this or you're going to be that. And I'm like, no, or like, okay. Yeah. You know, because again, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you want to kind of like try to not seem like, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. but like you need to actually be like, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And don't, you don't have to blow smoke. You don't have to say like, oh no, whatever. You could just say like, thank you for thinking that. Like, thank yeah. you. Yeah, and yeah. I think that mentality too is also really important. Like for if sure. people are complimenting you, like take that because yeah. like it's not, it's, you, you're you not going to get it all the time for your whole life, you know? Yeah. So like if you have to like, I think that's a really important thing is learning how to be like, yeah, thank you so much. Like, thank that's you. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. What is next for new royalty? So new royalty, um, is right now we're working on um, getting into the more narrative content mm-hmm. feature world, developing wor- development world. So mm-hmm. we do music videos, we do commercials, we do stills. Um, but really, like my my biggest passion, of course, is film. Mm-hmm. And so we have um, a feature film in pre production that mm-hmm. we're um, partnering with another film studio to bring to fruition, which is exciting. And then um, a couple projects in development that we want to get made. Because that was the other kind of big thing about New Royalty is I wanted to be able to support creatives. Mm -hmm. And so I love development. You know, like we're not the type of production company where we charge a standard, you know, 
rate for every single job. Like I've had people come up to me and they're like, hey, I don't have the resources. Like I don't know how to make this happen. I only have this much money. Mm -hmm. Can you help? Mm -hmm. And we're always like, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Like we'll Mm -hmm. help you even if it's not like this big profit for us. Why? Because like we want to support creatives. Like we want to empower them. Mm -hmm. And that was also something for me that was so important with starting the company was like, I want people to feel comfortable where if they come to me, I can be like, okay, even, maybe we can't facilitate it, but we can help mm-hmm. yeah. or we can tell you how to do it or we can mm-hmm. at least like guide you in the right resources because what the industry needs in terms of like a content perspective is competition, right? Like you want companies to be competing over who's making the best content mm-hmm. because that's how you get more good content, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so I think like new royalty moving forward, you know, we're still going to do music videos. We're still going to do commercials. Mm-hmm. Like we'll still do everything. We love to make content, but you know, we really want to be kind of a competing studio with, you know, in a 24 down the road, not now, mm-hmm. but you know, just to, just to put ourselves in the, in that same market. Yeah. And we want to help people make original content and like get that out there. So I think that's like, maybe that's not not the immediate next steps, Mm -hmm. but like long term, that's definitely the goal. Well, here, take the compliment. (laughs) You can do it. You got our full support. Thank you. uh, Thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. I mean, this was like, I feel like we could keep going for hours, but we'll we'll have to get you back on at some point because yeah. I know your growth is just going to be exponential. For so sure. I'm really excited for you. I know Ryan probably is too. Thank and you. Uh, thank you for coming on. Are you cool with people maybe reaching out to you or like asking you questions on social media or anything like that? Yeah. So what I always tell people is like, you can bother me. It's okay. Like mm-hmm. I might not respond right away yeah. because like there's probably other people bothering mm-hmm. me. But it's not really, but it's not really a bother. Like I will always try to respond and get to, you know, get back to people as soon as possible. I've gone out to coffee with people. Like I think sharing knowledge, like I'm not a gatekeeper. I think the more knowledge that people have, the more they can start to go out and do their own things. Like there's no reason why you shouldn't be sharing knowledge because like that's how people one, like you want people to be smarter. You mm-hmm. want people to know how to handle themselves. So yeah, yeah I'm always down. Like you have questions, you want to know this, yeah. you want to know that. Like I'm an open book. Like I, like I said, yeah. I mean, I, I have no secrets, which is probably a problem, but mm-hmm. you know, but I think it's important. I think transparency, like in mm-hmm. a world where we're so filtered, mm-hmm. people just want realness. They just yeah, want to sure. see Absolutely. something real. That's mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. So Drop the handle. What's the <laughs> yeah. Instagram? What's the email? The WhatsApp? The yeah. Instagram? <laughs> Here's my personal phone number. No. Um, yeah. So my personal handle is at Mariah's Alive. So it's my first name, like Mariah Carey, M-A-R-I-A-H-S, Alive, A-L-I-V-E. And then New Royalty, our production company is at new.royalty. Um, our launch is April 2nd officially. So it's going to be really fun. And uh, yeah, feel free to reach out. I love cool. it. Thank you very much, Mariah, for yeah, coming on Inside the RV. Is this your first time inside of an RV? I think it is my first time in an yes. RV. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, uh, we're, see, we're accomplishing new stuff every day, guys. Her first time in an RV. Well, true. thank you once again. This was episode 57. Feel free to reach out to Ryan and I as well. And peace out. Yeah, see you later. <laughs>